Amen. Well, I appreciate everybody working with us. Uh, I'm not preaching down to you. I just want to see your smiling face. Is that okay? That's for sure. We're going to get comfortable. You know, I tell you what, I told the Lord a long time ago. I said, Lord, you give me an opportunity to share your word anyway. I don't care. Don't make any difference. And you know what? I always want to make sure. That's one of the things that we say so often is that, you know, one thing we can promise you when you come here to keep the promise is, is, well, actually three things. We're going to love you where you are. We're going to speak the word of God into your life and give you an opportunity to respond to what God's showing you. So, uh, you know what? If for some, I fall down, hit my head, somebody step over and, and just preach the gospel and everything will be good. All right. So that's good stuff. Well, I want to start out by saying, uh, you know, this morning I was saying uh, this is a message I really believe is going to inspire us in our faith. Uh, I think it'll, it'll put joy in your heart and also help equip us to bless others this week. Does that sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, y'all got to get louder than that. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, you know, I want to start out uh, with, the, with the title. It says, I want you to know. And I actually took that right out. If you got your Bibles, it's uh, Colossians chapter 2. And it's right from the very beginning there. And um, I want you guys to we'll, we'll read that scripture in just a minute. But we're going to primarily be in about five verses of Colossians. And I, I thought about this. I said, you know, uh, right out of the shoot, Paul's talking about, the, about to the church of Colossians. He's talking about, I want you to know. And he comes down to verse 3 here. And, but I'm going to kind of unpack the whole thing. We're going to kind of just go line by line. But he says in verse 3, he says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wouldn't you like to know all those, those hidden treasures there? Well, we can because they're in Christ. And I thought about that when we started looking at this thing here. I said, you know, Paul starts out right from the start. He wants people to know that he cares about them and we can apply it. See, if we don't know the truth, we can't apply the truth, can we? If we don't know the deal, we just can't, we can't put it to work in our life. And a lot of times, if we don't understand the value of something, we'll squander it. Amen? Got a little story for you. Imagine that. Now, I, anybody know I like to ride motorcycles, right? I got my first mini bike when I was five years old. My dad was in the military and he was back and forth and stuff. And uh, a lot of kids in the neighborhood were getting mini bikes. And man, we, me and my sister would just ride him, man. When he got, dad, can we get a mini bike? Can we get a mini bike? And he said, when I get back, we'll, we'll check on it. So he was wherever he was, career or something like that. And he came back and we went and we got him a, a little mini bike, man. Four horsepower, baby. Ready to roll, right? And so, but me and my sister had to share it. You know how that works, don't you? We talked about sharing last week, yeah. But, you know, we did. And I, I should have known it wasn't going to be a good thing because where Langley, Langley uh, Speedway is, it used to be a dirt track out there. And we took it for a ride, so we rode around once, and then Donna rode around once, and we rode around. And my dad, imagine this, my dad's just talking to somebody. I wonder where I get it from. Well, this is the time as we're riding around, and my sister's driving. I said, man, just go, go. And she goes, woo. And I went, woo. Boom, man, I ate some dirt that day. And, and the bike was on top of my sister, and I was trying to pull her and everything. And my dad was still going, well, you know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I need you, I need you, I need you. So finally we get up there, and we had bitten the mini bike all up and everything else. And my dad said, you know what, we'll take it. I'm wondering what that meant. <laughs> we'll take it. So he ordered one, and we got the mini bike. And uh, later on, you know, saved up a little bit. My dad said, well, you know what, I think they got a deal on them. Get you one you guys don't have to share. So mom and dad got us that mini bikes. And I appreciated it. But I didn't know how much I appreciated it until it was time when I wanted a bigger motorcycle. And Dad said, well, partner, let's see, let's see uh, how much do you want that? I said, well, I really want that. I figured, okay, that was a good answer. Let's go. That wasn't the answer. That was not the right answer. He said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go in partners. Anybody been in partners with your parents? Any parents been in partner with the kids? Everybody goes, oh, yeah. That's not always the best partnership for parents, is it? But... Dad taught me a very valuable lesson on that. 
I know how much $480 is, actually $240 is, back in uh, the early 80s. Yeah, no, probably, yeah, late 70s, early 80s. When you get $2.50 for cutting a, a jungle of a yard and you got the greenest tennis shoes in town, you, you really start appreciating that. So what's the whole, whole thing? See, when I understood what it took to, the time it took to get that and the effort that it took to give it and what was involved to get that, I didn't drive that thing just as hard as I did the first one. See, the first mini bike, it said it would do 40. I said, oh, man, well, I think we can make it do 45. You know, anything, you know. So anything else, it's got two wheels. We're going to be able to ride it on one, you know. And my dad would tell me this over there. He says, son, you always try to make equipment do what it's not designed to do. And I heard that when I was writing this. And I thought, isn't that true? We do that with our Christian walk. There's so many things that God has for us. But then again, we, we don't walk in the fullness of it. What do you mean things we do that we shouldn't do? I'm not talking just about so much the sin portion of it as that is well, good and well. But I'm thinking, you know what? As a child, why are we worrying? Why are we doubting? Why are we filled with fear so many times? And I believe if we go back to this right here, because oftentimes we forget in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's got for us. Everybody doing good? Good. We're going to do a little reading, set the stage, what's going on here, okay? Here we go. You can follow along with me if you want, Tim. It says, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie all the hidden and all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith is strong. And Christ, your faith in Christ is strong. Sorry about that. I want to kind of unpack that here. We're going to, if you got your handouts, if this is the first time here, what we usually do, we have a handout and kind of pull out some of those points. And whatever God's speaking to you, you can kind of fill it in and, uh, you know, put that on your refrigerator, put it under your pillow tonight or whatever you want to do. But we want to give you something to take with you so that you can be encouraged in the Lord. So with that being said, I'm going to jump on to our first point, okay? I want you to know. Do you want people to know that, that God is good all the time? Do you want people to know what he's done in your life? Always be ready to give account of what God's done for you. So let's go and break this out a little bit. It says, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you. And for the church of Laodicea, and for many other believers who have not met, who have not met, I have, let's slow down, who have never met me personally, okay? You know, Paul starts out making this declaration right from the very beginning. He says, look, I'm all in. I went the mile for you. Now, ultimately, we're talking about what Christ has done for us. But I want you to see as Paul pours his heart out after encounter with God, he had a transformed life, Amen. We should have a transformed life when God touches our life. I didn't say that we will always do things right. I didn't say we'll always be perfect in everything we do. But when God looks at your life, when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can rest assured that he sees the best in your life. Does that sound good? You know why? Because all those, those hidden treasures and, and all those things, the grace of God has been applied to you. The sacrifice of Christ has been applied to you and I. Amen. By faith. Amen. So let's take a look at this. You know, when I said, well, what is he really saying here? He says this, hey, I love you. Now, think about this as somebody carrying the gospel of Christ. Do we have a love for those that do not know Jesus Christ? Do we have a heart for those that are still lost? And, and I pray that we, we do. 
And I said, we could glean a lot from this statement. I said, Paul's heart was in for people to know the truth. He wanted to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, amen? He wanted everybody to know. When I see people inviting people and everything, I see their heart. We just want them to know. We're not trying to fix them, change them, anything. We just want them to encounter Christ. And God will take care of all that other stuff, you know? But he'll love you right where you are. Can somebody say amen to that? Aren't you glad he'll take you right where you are? But he loves you too much to leave you there. That's the amazing thing. You know, he just loves us so much. And I said, you know, as we look at this, a lot of times when we're looking at this here, I hope we see that the, the love of, of not only God, but through Paul, just a regular man that God was moving through, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of times we think, man, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But I tell you, as we submit our lives to the Lord, God will do that. See, we're trying, to, we're trying to do it in our strength. Amen? Have you ever done that in your own strength and everything? You just said, well, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. You know what that'll get you? Exhausted. It'll get you tired out and exhausted and the whole thing. Well, let's keep on moving along here. He had a heart for folks, not just for the ones that he knew, but the ones he had never met. I want to tell you, as you come here and you pray and you're part of KTP and you give back in the treasure box unto the Lord, that you're bigger, you're doing stuff that's bigger than what you see here. Touching lives all over the place. Every now and then we'll give a little progress report and talk about the lives that are hearing the message of Jesus Christ all over the world, places I surely can't even pronounce, through the internet and through different things that God's allowed us to do. But even greater than that, God can use you and does use you to talk to people and spend time with people and so that they can hear the saving message of Jesus Christ, amen? So when we come in here, we get charged up and ready to roll so that we can go out and share the gospel of Christ. I'm gonna read that one more time. Not just for the ones he knew, but the ones he had never met. See, he wasn't just focused on, oh, everybody goes at our church, that's cool. He, he got out a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. I pray that we're always a church that not only looks in, but looks out, Amen. Yeah, we need to look in and care for one another, encourage one another, but not get so focused on just inside the wall, but what's inside our heart. And what God has placed inside our heart is a message of Jesus Christ of hope, of love, and peace, and forgiveness, and grace, and mercy. And that's what he wants to use in our life to proclaim the gospel to the world. Amen? I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, well, what's, what else we got in here? I want you to know your part matters. You say, well, man, what can I do? What can I do? You know what? Our part matters more than we think. So you showing up here matters because what's going to happen is God's going to see that and he's going to fill your heart and then you're going to be able to be that container of faith that's able to go out and share it with somebody on your job. Is there anybody got a job where people might need Jesus? <laughs> Amen. We got families that need Jesus. All over. All of us need Jesus. Amen. And here's the thing. A lot of times people are looking, but they just don't know who they're looking for. You know, sometimes they look to drugs and alcohol and all these different other things and stuff like that. But God can conquer those things. God is greater than our sin. Amen. That's a great way to say amen. amen. It's absolutely amazing. And so when we look at this, I said, I'm not, I'm, when we're talking about that, you have a, your part matters. I'm not just talking about your giving, which it does. Uh, and you're sharing and you're going and all that. But your prayers and fellowship. See, that's why I wanted to take a little time today. Maybe come in a little earlier and just have a time of fellowship. And I want to thank you guys for bringing the stuff in. How many? Give, give the crew a hand for fixing up some of that sweet stuff. Really appreciate that. Thank you. 
you know, and it's, it's nice when we can come and take a few minutes because if not, we can get all wrapped up into, I'm at church, it's 10 o'clock, okay, buddy's getting long-winded, okay, the line at the buffet's getting long, come on, let's go. You know, I hope that's not the case. I hope that we're excited to come. I hope we're excited to hear the word because I believe that God has a word for us each week that is fresh for each one of us. You know, you can preach a, a message on, on love and God can take that and he can turn that message in your heart to forgiveness. Amen. Holy Spirit is going to take that and impute that in your life to what you need to hear. That's our prayer all the time as we pray over the message and as we, we seek God and what he's got going on each week and each day in your life. So I want you to know that, you know, everybody here brings something to the table. Anybody do any business deals? When you're, when you're settling up on something, you're trading. My dad used to love to trade, horse trade, this trade, all these different things. You want to know, well, what, what, what were you bringing to the table? What was the deal? Let me tell you. A lot of times we look side to side to see what we're bringing to the table, okay? Don't look there. Just look up. And what I mean by that is when we look up, God has placed everything in you that you need. Everything that in you that you need. So I just pray that we don't look side to side, but we constantly look up. But if we do glance side to side and we see the brother and sister uh, that's going through a tough time, ask the Lord how we can encourage them, speak life into their life, and walk with them through some of the toughest times. Anybody ever been through a tough time? Hands everywhere. Is it great to have somebody to come along and maybe not just tell you everything that's wrong, but maybe help you find a few things that is, is, is right in your life. Amen. You know, I tell you, so many times you, you hear something and, and uh, you know, it, people love to jump on. Well, you need to do that and you need to fix this and you, you, you. And this finger comes out. But I think if we share the love of God, our arms will come out and wrap around them. And say, hey, you know what? God can heal that. God can fix that. God can forgive that. That's what I'm counting on, amen? And that's what I see in his word. Because God is large and in charge, and he is a loving God. Aren't you glad he never changes? He never changes, and he's holy. And we become holy one way. How's that? Through a personal relationship with the perfect <coughs> sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what I hope we understand. It's based on him not on us, but us trusting in him. Amen? Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I'm going to get a nosebleed up here preaching. It'll be all, it'll be worth it. All right. Now we look at this, and I'm taking each verse and kind of break it down. I want you to be. He says in uh, Colossians uh, number, number two verse there, it says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. That's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. What do we see there? Well, the Lord desires for us to be encouraged, amen? Do you see that in your brothers and sisters in Christ? Maybe not as much as we, we'd like to see sometimes. I said, as Christians, we should be more encouraged than anyone else. I said, but you know, do we see that all the time? I said, how often do you see that? Not as much probably as we should, but whatever we focus on will start to captivate, captivate our hearts and our minds and our soul. We'll gravitate to that, amen? We will. So I pray that we, we hold the Lord up high, that we hold his word up, and we run to him. Amen? See, what happens is we see our sin and we run from him. But God says, bring it to me. How many know that his sacrifice was perfect? Amen. Amen. That's it. You know when things happen like that, I always I like that because you just don't know how fast God's coming back. Okay? Yeah, you just don't know. You really don't. How many people watch the news a little bit? How many people get depressed by the news? You got you to take that thing and run it through the Jesus filter, don't you? 
But you know what? Nothing that's coming on is really surprising to us if we, if we read his word. He says, hey, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. He said, man, there's going to be all types of disease. There's going to be all these types of things. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So I want you to be encouraged. <laughs> kind of, yeah, what was the encouraging thing? How do we become encouraged? That you know what? We stand on God's promises and we remind each other and we continue to speak God's word even in the worst case scenario. Remember that God sees the, the beginning, he sees the middle, and he sees the end. And he says, you know what? You're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You're a masterpiece in Christ Jesus. I don't always feel like a masterpiece. Matter of fact, I'm not sure I've ever felt like a masterpiece on my own. But as I applied the, the word of God to my life, I said, Lord, help me to trust in what you tell me. Help me to understand how much you love me. Because I know that you're bigger than the thing I'm walking in now. Lord, I know that you're going to make a way out of no way. How many have been through different seasons in their life and you say, man, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for a change. You know, many of you might be here right now ready for a change. And I want to tell you, bless you, that you know what? That I want you to be encouraged because God has not left you. God has not left you. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. This is where we see a lot of power in our lives as a church. It says the Lord desires us to be, excuse me, in unity. What do you mean by that? Isn't it good when you're, when, when you're everybody's on the same sheet? You think about any team, you know, probably going to watch some football today. And if they're not on the same sheet, they're throwing the ball past this guy, they're throwing the ball past this person or whatever. If you're a mechanic and you've got a team or, or a pit crew, everybody has to be in sync, amen? In sync. See, a lot of times we're, we're not in sync because we don't continue to look to God who pulls us all together. You know, I know you guys heard me say this many times, spokes in the wheel for Jesus. If you look at a, a, a wheel on a bicycle, you know, you get that hub. And that right there, if we focus on that being Christ and each one of us spokes, you know what, as that wheel turns, God will pull us together as we focus on that and keep us rolling down the road for the Lord. You know, I know when I was little talking about riding wheelies and stuff like that, I would ride wheelies on that bike. And after a while, those spokes would become loose. And if you follow me on my bicycle, that wheel looked like this. And my dad would take hours and hours and hours because he wasn't going to pay nobody to do it. I can tell you that. But uh, he would take hours and hours with a spoke wrench, just a little spoke wrench. I call that the Holy Ghost spoke wrench. And he would sit on that picnic table. He waited till I moved out till we got a garage. Everything worked on a picnic table, you know? And he's on that picnic table and he rolled that wheel and he just that spoke. And he rolled that wheel and he just that, he'd loosen this one, he'd tighten this one, he'd loosen this one, he'd tighten this one. And man, I tell you, over the course of an hour, he'd have that wheel running just like that. He said, son, try to keep it on both wheels, you know? And see, what happens is when we pull up and do stuff on our own, we put more weight on ourselves, don't we? We put more weight on ourselves, and also it bears the brunt on your family a lot of times. Amen. I can tell you this. How many know if you, somebody in your family has a drinking problem, your family has a drinking problem. If somebody has a drug problem in your family, your family has a drug problem. If whatever the case, because you're a spoke in that family, and you're a spoke in that wheel. You know, a lot of times. How many times do you hear people going through? I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just doing my own thing. Well, that might be true if you if you uh, don't think anybody loves you. But if people love you, when you're hurting, they're hurting. Amen. As a church body, it says, you know what? When, when, when one hurts, we all hurt. So, you know, as we come together, we can circle that wagon wheel and, and have our spokes by the Holy Spirit bring us together and straighten those things out and that we can continue to encourage and keep the wheel rolling for Christ. Amen. But you know what does that? Love. The Lord desires for us to love big. 
What do you mean big? Ever since I was little, you know, I tell them, I love you, love you, love you, love you. How much do you love me? And I used to tell her, two. Because I knew that was more than one. You know, and my sister would come up with all these numbers. I love you this, 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 this much. And I love you this much. And I, was, I just love you big. God loves you big. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ to pay the price for you. You know, isn't that amazing when you start looking at that? I, I had a couple of notes here and a couple of stories. And, and I thought, man, I just want to share a few of these things. I'm going to back up to the harmony thing. You know, when, when we're not in unity and not in harmony, what happens in our body? Amen. It starts to hurt. I've had a couple of knee surgeries, and prior to that, I'm not one to get cut on. I want to go out of here as best I can. However, I do know this. I know that God can use doctors, amen, use a lot of folks, amen, use anybody. How about that? And uh, when I was going through some of my leg surgery and stuff, and I used to get the, the cortisone shots and things like that, I'd get, you know, going, I was like, man, now my feet are hurting. So I, start, I started trying to do stuff to fix my feet. I would soak my feet. I would try to get Denise to rub my feet. Did you understand? I said, I would try to get Denise to rub my feet. She was like, you probably need to go back to the doctor. <laughs> Y'all ain't seen my feet. Pray for the woman. Anyway, it looked like that. Anyway, so we get out there and we look at different things. And, and, I, and I thought, well, let me go ahead and try to get this knee thing straight. So they give me the corners of a shot and I took the pressure off my knees. And immediately when I walked out the, the, the doctor's office, my feet didn't hurt. What does that have to do with anything? I'm talking about the unity. I was, it affected every part of my body. When one hurts, we all hurt. It threw my body out of line because I was walking different. I was walking different. I knew I was walking different. I didn't know how much different. So it started loading up things on my, on my feet and on my back and on different things like that. But you know what? That's what happens in our life a lot of times. But when we give it to God, he has a way of straightening those things out and putting things back in order in our life. Amen. That's how good God is. Let's keep on rolling here. I was thinking about this too. I said, you know, how many know that love is strong? How strong is this? Enough to hold Jesus Christ on the cross. I always think about that. That's some type of strength. Amen. That's a powerful love that he has. And I said, it also keep you from pulling your children's hair out sometime. Won't it? I was supposed to laugh at that part. Yeah. Yeah. My, 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 you know, might not pull their hair out, but you might pull yours out. Right. Because sometimes we just want the best for them. Just like God wants the best for us. And they choose different. But we never give up on them. We never stop loving them. We just keep on speaking into their life and knowing that when they know, when a child knows and when we know God, that we can always come to him, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? You know, a lot of times we feel like sometimes uh, people will try to abuse that or whatever like that. But, you know, what did, what did, uh, what did the word say? Uh, he said, how many times must I forgive my brother? He just says over and over and over. You know, a lot of us try to go ahead and make the calculations. Okay, 70 times 7. Let's say, okay, I'm, I'm almost there. What he's saying, he said, you know, continue to forgive him. How many need a little forgiveness every now and then? Amen. How many need to give a little forgiveness every now and then? Amen. Absolutely. So, you know, with the unity and, and loving each other big, it makes all the difference. You know, a lot of times you don't know what you'll do until you're in that situation. Amen. The other day when I came home, out of the blue, I was coming back. I was going to get a trailer to bring it up to you guys. And when I turned the corner on our little circle, I'm always looking and watching, looking and watching, looking and watching. I'm a people watcher. That's why I like to look. Hey, what's going on? As soon as I turned the corner, it was at lunchtime, about 1130. And I saw a bunch of red lights on a, on a, on a window reflecting on a neighbor's place. I was like, that doesn't look like somebody backing up. And I turned the corner. And when I turned the corner, there was an ambulance and a rescue squad in my neighbor's yard. 
And you know, uh, my neighbor, I mentioned a couple of times, she has a brain tumor. She's in her 80s. And man, what a great attitude. You know, she just keeps on going. And when I got there, they were putting her in the, hospital, in, in, in the ambulance. And I talked to her husband and everything. And they're older. I said, what do you need? What's, he said, we're doing all right. And, and his phone hadn't been working. Isn't that something? His phone hadn't been working. He, he's had a hard time calling him and everything else. And they're getting ready to leave. Right? Ambulance shut up. Everything else is shut. And I'm like, hold on one second. So I just, boom, open the door. And I jump in the ambulance. And I said, how's my sweetie doing? She said, your sweetie ain't doing too good right now. But she said this to me. She said, I saw your truck go by. I knew that you would stop and check on me. I didn't want them to leave without me laying an eye on her. I didn't want them to leave with me not giving her an encouraging word in Christ. Amen. You know why? Because I love them big. They've been great neighbors. They're amazing. You know, they have a, a, a beautiful relationship. And I, I've always thought, man, when I think of this couple, they do everything together. Isn't that nice? They do all types of stuff together and things like that. And I know it's weighing on them. But you know what? In that minute, she ministered to me. See, I thought I was going to be a blessing to her. And I believe I was. I got to talk to her and, and, and speak life into her life. And these people are like, what are you doing here? I was like, there ain't no way you're leaving, man, <laughs> until I see what's going on. And, and, and she said those words. I knew you would stop and check on me. I knew you would stop and check on me. You know what? Does your neighbor know you'd stop and check on them if they were in need? I don't know. But I pray that we represent Christ well. And we check on folks, not just when, it, when it's hard times. And I said this before. I, I like going back to this. If somebody was in your neighborhood and knocking on the doors, first door they came to, and they said, I need somebody that's a Christian, somebody could tell me about Jesus. Would they point him to your house? If they knocked on your door, would you be able to say, yeah, I can tell you about Jesus. Always be ready to love somebody big in Christ. Everybody doing good? All right, we're rolling right on through here. I want you to have, God wants us to have, all right? I want them to have complete confidence that they may understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie all the hidden, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Man. I like this here. I said, I want, to, I want to kind of break this out. You know, confidence means full trust, belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a person or a thing. We're talking about a person, amen? Is God reliable? Is he faithful? All the time. And I think about that. You know, when we think about the power of Christ to overcome the grave, when we think about the power of Christ, Christ to heal our our sickness to, to hold our salvation. It's amazing because we serve a God that's all powerful, all forgiven and all trustworthy. And he's absolutely here for us today. Amen. Let's keep on going here. It's really quiet in here, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's take a look at this. All these things, all these treasures, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the grace, all the mercy, all the forgiveness, you name it. It's in him. Now, this is something that we talked about on Bible study the other night. I want you all to hear this. It's, it's, uh, you know, I want to invite you out anytime on Tuesdays at our regular place at Nine Cedar Road. And we have a Bible study from, from about 7 to about 8.15. You can start anytime you want. We just jump in. And so many of the things that we preach on are out of those conversations that we have with one another. And uh, we were talking about this here. And we're talking about in Him that we have all these things. And I want to write this down, and, and I wrote it down so I can read it and not mess it up. I said, and here we go. I said, just because someone is an heir doesn't mean they cash in on all that is there. And I said, you know what? Some people get saved, and they sit on the sidelines of life. 
Now, it's great that they're not going to hell. It's great that, they, that they've called on the name of Jesus. But there's so much more that God desires in our life. Amen. He wants to use you as that, that, that I don't know, the mouthpiece, the ear, whatever it may be. I pray that God shows us this week how he wants to use us wherever we're at. I, I, I challenge you this. You know, when you wake up in the morning, say, Lord, use me today as you see fit. And I promise you, if you do that, we'll have a lot of testimonies next week. How God used you. Maybe in the simplest thing. Maybe, you know, like I said, maybe it's in food line going through the store. Maybe it's, you know, going down the road and you see somebody on the side of the road. Maybe, you know what, it's that, that crazy thing where your neighbor next door is going to the hospital and you can speak life into their life. But whatever it is, I believe that God will use us in a mighty way. I continue to, to just lift up all the things that we have in him. And I was thinking today, man, why do we still worry? Why do we still doubt? Why do we still complain? I believe it goes back to the verse, you know, that we forget in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If we could just focus on that and we could just grasp that, how would that change our whole day? How would that change what we do for the kingdom? How would that change how we love our wives and love our husbands and, and treat our kids? How, how would that... How would that change how you treat yourself? Have you ever noticed? Do you know anybody that could beat you up worse than you? We can do it, can't we? We can beat ourselves up because you know what? We take us everywhere we go. We know every nook and cranny. We know all that. But you know, a lot of times I hope that we just remember who's in there with us. Amen. Who's perfecting our faith. Who said while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I love you. Amen. Because in him we have all things. Absolutely. So with that being said, I'm going to get ready to bring it on up here. God's desire. You know, God desires us to know the cost and to see your worth. He wants us to understand, just like I said in that mini bike story, that you know what? When I started to understand what it cost to purchase something, I held it in higher regard. How does that translate to me and you? It translates like this. That you know what? God gave everything his very best because you were worth it. You were worth it. She was worth it. He was worth it. We were worth it. And sometimes we just don't feel like that, do we? You know? Think about that. How many times you've been passed over? So many times has somebody told you, you'll never make it. You're not going to make it. Oh, this, that, or other thing. The world is rude and rough, isn't it? And I want to tell you what. I pray that we can impact our little circle of the world with the love of God, amen? And just because it might be a small little piece of the puzzle, don't think that we can't put a big wave out there for Jesus. Over and over and over and over. I want to tell y'all something. Just hit me. Last week after we went to eat, man, this, this is a testimony to God and to you, amen? When to get something to eat, we were leaving right here in town. I saw a lady I used to go to church with years ago. She saw me. She put her food down. She came over. And she gave me a hug. And she said, honey, I've been hearing about your awesome little church. She says, all I hear is good stuff. And you're meeting a need in the community. Thank God for you guys. Praise God. And she turned around and she sat back down. She probably had no idea how impacting that was to my heart and I pray it is to yours. I'm so glad the Lord reminded me to share that with you. And I'm not saying we're doing everything right. 
I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying that. But I hold on to what she said. She said, through your all serving, you guys are making a difference in the community. You are making a difference in the community. And not just in the community. All over. All over. So don't ever think that you don't make a difference. Don't ever think that it doesn't matter. Don't think, you know, what little bit you give is not going to be used for the kingdom because it is. Don't think that, you know what, what could I possibly do if I just pray for, for the whole crew here once in a while? I pray you pray every day. Because I want to tell you what, we say this on a, you're praying for every day. You say, oh, it's my first time here. Well, guess what? We've been praying for you. Because we always pray that God would bring folks in to hear the word of God. That God would give us a, a, a place to bring people in and love them right where they are. He desires us to be, to be encouraged and built up in strong ties of love. We talked about how strong love is. Man, you see different, even, even, even animals, you see, they said there's no greater strength or love displayed in animals other than a, a mother and her bear cub, a bear. They said, you don't want to run up on that. That's amazing. Now think about this. How much more should we be loving our brothers and sisters in Christ our family, our friends have you ever had that friend that just never gives up on somebody never gives up on life isn't it amazing you know a lot of times when you see people do that it, does, it seems like man you just need to cut your losses and come on, you just need to cut your losses and come on and there probably are times that that is true you know what, but God's going to have to reveal that to them, amen but I'm sure of this too God's revealing to that person many times, you know what Keep sticking with it. Keep trusting. Keep going. Keep moving. And I'm with you. Amen. Our timetable, I know for me, is not usually the same timetable as God. And the older I get, the better I'm all right with that. Because God is still preparing us for what tomorrow will bring. Amen. And we don't have to be fearful about tomorrow when we know who holds tomorrow. Amen. His name is Jesus. He wants us to, to have now, if I just stop right there, people be out there ordering new cars and everything else and a bearskin wig and whatever. I don't know. But, uh, you know, sometimes we get crazy. He wants us to have full confidence in the Lord who says, I heal, I save, I forgive, and he brings life. Confidence will bring peace. I'm not talking about confidence and arrogance. I'm talking about confidence in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, in the, in the written truth, spoken word of God's word. And being encouraged in the confidence of that. If you're here today, I pray that you have confidence in Christ. You say, well, I do, but I've never really put that to work. What do you mean? What do you mean? If you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, I pray today that you step out in faith and have confidence and say, Lord, you know what? Let me just break this down for you. It's, it's very simple. That doesn't mean it's cheap, amen. It costs God his best. The Bible says, all has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You believe that? Everybody missed a mark in here. At least once, twice, ten times. Probably on the way here. But he says, you know what? The free gift of life is through Christ Jesus. Amen. Anybody in here like fresh starts? I know I do. New beginnings. Sometimes it's scary with new beginnings. But you know what? You're not going it alone. So today I pray, as you look at this here, Colossians 2, 3, our verse that we have. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I hope you understand that God wants you to know 
what it cost, amen. That God wants you to know him personally because he says you're worth it, amen. With that being said, I wanna, I wanna kinda go back and just hit on this one thing. Are you confident in Christ? What do you mean by it? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, it's kind of like this. Do you have a budget? Sort of, kind of. No, you don't have a budget if that's the case. Do you have confidence in Christ? If somebody was to ask you, and I ask people this all the time, so I'm going to ask our family here today and those that are visiting today. If you died tonight, do you know 100% that you'd go to heaven? Can you raise your hand and say, I know I'd go to heaven. I know I'd go to heaven. I, I'm, I'm confident in Christ. Good. I appreciate your honesty on that. Now, for those that couldn't raise their hand, I'm going to help you to, to come to a place, to a decision where you can raise your hand. Okay? God says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He says when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus and his finished sacrifice, he says you're mine. He says it's by grace you've been saved by faith. Not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. What does that mean, buddy? It means that you can't work to get to heaven. You can't buy enough stuff to get to heaven. You can't do a, a dance to get to heaven. God takes you in your state right now. And the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means right where you are today, sitting right here, right now, God says, you know what? You're not here by mistake. I want you to hear the word. I want you to hear what he says. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, buddy, if you die tonight, do you sure you go to heaven? Absolutely. Why? Because you're a preacher? No. Why? Because you read the Bible once or twice? No. Why? Because you're a nice guy? No, 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 no. One reason, one reason only. It's the only way you get there. I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said this, Lord, take me right where I am. I believe you're the son of God. Today, forgive me of my sin. I want you to understand that. That's how simple it is. That doesn't mean it's cheap. So today, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to really think about what I said. And I'm going to ask you to pray for the person beside you. That you know what? That God would give them confidence in him. So if you're here today, I want you to listen real close to what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to repeat that question again. If you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? And if you're not sure, you could be sure. I want you to understand this is your prayer here from your heart. If you want to know, the Lord says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God. Right? And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's this simple, but it calls God his best. Lord, today, I understand I'm a sinner. Lord, come into my life and forgive me. Today, Lord, my life is yours. Save me. If that's your prayer today, Please don't leave here without telling somebody so we can encourage you in the Lord. We can celebrate that. That's what it's all about. I'm not telling you everything's going to be perfect in your life when you say that prayer. But I'm telling you this. If you ask the Lord by faith and you put your faith in the Lord, he is bound by his word and he is faithful and he will save you. And you will never have to worry about that question again. But I also want to tell you this. God wants you to grow in the word don't just settle for sitting on the sidelines that doesn't mean you got to join anything come anywhere do anything else but my prayer is when you say that prayer that God will ignite a fire in your heart to know him better to grow in his word and to share his word amen let us pray 
Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for those here today. I pray each person to come in contact with us today through whether it's on the internet later, through the preaching and teaching of your word, through sitting here, being under the preaching of the gospel message that transforms lives. I pray that every person can be sure and have confidence that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Their Lord and Savior. They've made it personal. Call on the name of Jesus right where you are. You can't get good enough. You can't clean up enough. You can't do anything about it. But what has been purchased for you is freely given today. Grab a hold of that by faith. Lord, save us. Forgive us. Come into our life. Today, I proclaim your son, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. If that's you today, don't leave here without sharing the greatest news ever because you have passed from death to life. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.